Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the Social Studies Podcast. Today, we have Laura Gluhanik, co-founder of Signal Camp. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hello. Laura. Hi. Hey there. How's it going? Welcome to the Social Studies <laughs> Podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It really stoked to, uh, to have you on the show today. Ever since we met, I guess it was a year or two ago, you were dropping some serious knowledge bombs <laughs> on me about marketing and community management. So I really want to tell everyone about it. Do you want to start by um, giving us a quick background as to who you are and what you do and what Signal Camp is? Sure. Yes. Yeah, so I am co-founder of Signal Camp with my business partner, Fiona Tang, and we're both ex-community managers. And today we work with startups and nonprofits on their user engagement, um, outreach, community strategy, and implementation. Right. You're ex-community manager, but I think you were at a company I think probably a lot of people have heard about. Want to tell us about? Oh, yeah. So... The place that where I was most recently before Single Camp is about.me. About.me. Hopefully right. everyone has an about.me page. Um, it's a great way to tell your story to the world. Mm -hmm. And I also, I sort of cut my community management teeth at a company called Ning. I was there for about three years. And we had, I don't know, over a million networks of communities of all shapes and sizes and all interest levels. And so we really got to see everything there. Right. Thanks. So... So you just bring in your community management skills with Fiona to Signal Camp? Is that mm -hmm. how it works? Yeah. Um, Fiona also has community management background. She has a little bit of more press experience than I do, or PR. And my experience tends to be towards um, user support. Um, we both work on user communications. And we just really care a lot about how companies are treating their users um, and making sure that users can get the most out of any product they're trying. So what's the threat a company runs if they don't care about it? users if they don't hire a company like signal camp I mean they're just you're not gonna have any engagement and people won't necessarily come back especially we work a lot with early stage companies mm -hmm. we do a lot of company or product launches and there's times where you may just need to change one or two things to make your product really kind of take off and if you don't keep your users with you along that road then you may have lost them forever mm -hmm. um, I think larger companies it's it's obviously just a different scale and a little bit different situation but you should really Treat. I mean, you should treat all your users with respect and like build those relationships. But the early stage, it really matters a lot. So, correct if I'm wrong, but you're probably in the opposite camp of build it and they will come. I just think that's a really rare mm -hmm. um, company. I think even and you know if you're if you are building for yourself, then yes, other people like you mm -hmm. will come to that product. But if you're building something that is for more than just yourself, then it's really good to get some people in the door. Um, find out what's working, what's not, what problem you're solving, and how you can communicate that. Is the kind of work you do a science or an art? Um, I mean, honestly, it's a lot more art for us just because mm -hmm. the scale we're at, uh, it's, it's less of a science. <laughs> um, I would love to say that, you know, we do everything with statistical significance and things <laughs> like that, but, like, that's just not not. You have to understand people, right? Right, right. Yeah, there's a lot, you know, and there's a lot of just... Um, precision and you know being accurate and things like that that matter but it's a lot more around language and how you're communicating than like i don't know combining excellent chemicals <laughs> <laughs> thanks thanks laura you you uh i have everyone that comes on the social studies podcast kind of come up with a theme or an idea and you i think you're gonna tell us today something about making your users your story yes yes and that's something that we do i, I touched on a little bit but with signal camp or with you know, any company that I've worked with, um, and this is particularly, I think, if you're uh, consumer-based or content-driven, mm -hmm. maybe a bit more, 
though even as you get larger as you know an enterprise level you still want to tell your customer story mm -hmm. um, but the reality is you can make your users do a lot of um, a lot of you know evangelism work on your behalf just mm -hmm. by uh, building relationships with them and letting them tell their story to the world and then on your behalf, you want to make sure that you're communicating with them to find out, okay, yeah, how are they using this app or product? What benefits are they getting? What problems are they running into? And then that's the content that you can use to generate, you know, more users and more interest and everything along the way. So are you saying you use your existing users to find more users? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we're doing here, right? Mm -hmm. Like. You're letting people who use your product talk about how they might use your product, or just ah, touche. Yeah, and uh, very good. And you're getting the word out, and you know that's a lot of what content marketing is. But content marketing can sometimes be pretty, pretty general or generic, mm -hmm. where it's just like three things that right. do why. And really, ideally, you're pulling um, authentic and individual users into into that mix and telling their story. Um, there's just the the very like sort of under again just understandable benefit of it's authentic but then also ideally those users are also just telling their friends about it telling people that might be interested and so they're just helping to get the word out mm -hmm. and really when you're at small scale like you need all the help you can get like if you're a two-member team on a product there's only so much that you two can do and if your product isn't quite ready yet for the like full-blown PR and ad spend and all that kind of stuff because maybe you haven't raised a bunch of money or maybe you're still figuring out product market fit. Mm -hmm. You really can use your early adopters to sort of help get the word out. So you mentioned content marketing is kind of like a larger scale kind of thing. I'm, I'm getting the sense that you're looking for ideal customer profiles and like granular customer personas. Is, is that right? And, and how do you determine who your ideal customer is? Or yeah. user, excuse me. Right, no. I mean, I, th I think really when you're building a product, you have you have sort of like a problem that you're trying to solve with your product and inevitably there will be potentially a dozen more things that your product can do or solve. Mm -hmm. And so you may have, okay, here is the reason I built this is because this person needs it for this thing. Mm -hmm. But there may be five other people that can tell you, oh, I'm not using it for that, but I'm using it for this and it's actually really working. And so making sure that you're open to those other product use cases and making sure that you're profiling those situations so then you can speak to them down the line. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course, of course. I, I just, I always wonder at what time, at what point in the company lifecycle do you, do you make the change or pivot from like one per, per persona or profile to, to many? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, how, or I guess maybe a better question is how detailed do you go into these different use cases? I don't know that it's, I mean, I don't think it's super detailed. I think it's more like, what are people getting from this? And, you know, <clears throat> it can be a really specific use case, like this is duct tape and you can use it for six different things yeah. or a million. But it also might just be, here are the benefits people are getting from this product. And it's part of that might be, oh, they have a place to belong. Oh, they're getting um, feedback on something that they created. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's, there's other benefits that may not be as, like, definite as oh this is an its own individual use case but it still might be a benefit that you want to speak to in your copy and in your content <clears throat> not everyone is like such a community user pro like you <laughs> so we have a lot of companies out there apps startups mm -hmm. you know big and small businesses that need to get a better handle on their community what do you go through like an audit process or like what, what's what's your strategy planning guide for these types of people who, who need to step their yeah. game up right 
Um, so early stage, we, we set up a workshop with anyone that we work with. And um, really, we, we work, we say, where do you want to be six months from now or mm -hmm. potentially three months from now? And we look at both no, like numeric goals, like, oh, you want this many downloads or this many ratings. But then we also look at sort of the, what are you achieving? What are the milestones? And so is it people are actually giving you these use cases and people are feeling, you know, that their problems are being solved and how can we measure that? Mm -hmm. And so we just take this definition of six months down the road, here's what success looks like. And then we work backwards from that. And we do make sure we're hitting every communication channel that we can think of. So that means notifications, that might mean some press, that might mean social media, um, that means in-app things that can be done so users can speak with or talk to each other. Um, it means, you know, is the founder out there talking about it or is it a community manager, is it a product manager, like who's kind of the face of the company. So we just look at all different channels and all different, you know, things that could be done. Mm -hmm. You mentioned community manager and I, I have no doubt that community manager is a really critical part of any marketing team. I love it when I see kind of bigger companies localizing their community managers, like getting a community manager for each of their locales mm -hmm. or for countries, mm -hmm. whatever it might be. How do you know when, to, when you need to hire a community manager? Um, I mean, I think your community manager hire should be within the first five people on your team. Wow. Um, mostly because community can just do a lot. You know, they can do your, your beta testing and your user feedback. Um, they can do all of as much content really as you need. They can do your user support and they can just really help build the groundswell. Um, I think potentially they can come a little bit later if it's B2B or if it's enterprise. Mm -hmm. um, because the reality is that most people who are using a product for their job aren't necessarily as fired up about <laughs> Like, you don't say. Yeah, like they're not going to go, you know, they're not spending their free time on that product necessarily. They're, so you're saying, no one's tweeting Microsoft saying, thanks for the Excel, exclamation point, exclamation right. point. Right, there, there are a few, you know, like <laughs> Slack might be an exception to that right, rule. Right, Slack. There are, yeah, there are a few exceptions to that rule. But a lot of times if it's a consumer app, if it's something that's content driven, then getting someone in early on who can help drive that, you know, the use and engagement and then also potentially curate what's happening mm -hmm. is really important. Do you ever run into CEOs, CMOs saying, community managers, why do we need that? Don't they just tweet all day long? I mean, I know they're out there, but we don't necessarily, I'm not in the, like, I, I have a company, we have clients, I'm not in the business of selling community right. management as a value. We're too small for that. Like, we're two people. <laughs> Um, of course, of course. But I will say this, and actually, people that, people that sort of question the value of community I, I have a good time mentioning like the billion dollar acquisitions that have happened in the past couple of years are mm -hmm. Instagram, Tumblr, you know, Snapchat or whoever, like they're all community driven companies. Right. They're so is it fair to say that they're not just, they're beyond just a social network? Right. I mean I don't know I don't know if there's a So what I, what's the difference between a social network and a community driven company, I guess? Um I think again, it's it's telling the user story. Mm -hmm. um, it's allowing them to engage, and it's letting the users um, communicate just with each other, and and focusing on that quite a bit. So, for example, Instagram, 
started their photo walk series and they let anyone have like an Insta meetup photo walk. And it's not like they tried to own that and they're the only ones that can do it. They let everyone do it. And there's a, you know, there's a ton of companies that do that, whether it's Yelp or, you know, meetup or um, Etsy, like they let their users drive a lot of the engagement. So to be a community driven company, you have to connect your users community with each other. Mm -hmm. I see. Yes. Do, you, do you consider that to be the primary role of a community manager? Yeah, I think the community manager should really try to facilitate that. And ideally, they come up with those programs and projects that um, that the company can test out. But then anything that sort of catches on within the community, it can scale where the company is not needed for it to happen. Mm -hmm. I think Yelp's a great example of that. I've heard and seen these meetups and whatnot. But how do you know or when do you know to go out to the users and reach out to them and say, hey, do you want to go to a Yelp party? Isn't but isn't I mean there's there's a lot of different types of Yelp users. Like some people just go to look for what's on for dinner right. versus some people are avid Yelpers. How do you distinguish between these users? In app analytics, perhaps? Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. I think you want to look at how they're using it. Are they, you know, yeah? I mean, there's people who will go in and just read reviews. And there's people that go in and write ten reviews a day, mm -hmm. and it's the people that write ten reviews a day that you probably want to invite to the party. <laughs> um, but I do think like day one, you should start engaging your users and you should find out how they want to participate within the product and how they want to interact with the company. So what is what is the role of products versus vis-a-vis -vis community management once you get someone to your door? Someone comes to the door, now what? Right, so I think community generally is just on the front line, kind of across the board of what's, what's going on with your community. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they're seeing what's on social, they're seeing what's happening, potentially you know, in meetups in real life, they're getting feedback from users. Um, over email or over support channels and they can really help tell again just like tell the user story to product or to marketing to help shape the product or to help get the word out there but they're the ones who are just the front line mm -hmm. and have that one-on-one -on -one relationship with a lot of different users so it makes sense then to have maybe community community management people involved with product meetings oh yeah definitely yeah um, at Ning, we actually, each release we had, there was a community manager who was sort of part of the release team, and they helped, uh, and, and they were responsible for a lot of things, just telling the rest of the team what was in the release, writing the FAQs for that release, um, figuring out what needed to be communicated to users, and by sitting in those meetings, they got, they understood what was happening, but also why, and they could question the decisions that were being made, and sometimes they, you know, something might change because the community manager says, look, this is how people... This is what this is what people are asking for, but this is why, and there may be a better solution. So, bringing community into your products, Laura. Thanks so much for coming by. Thanks for having me. <laughs>